Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. And we're joined in studio today with our lovely sports director. Hello. What's your name? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm Jason Lawson. And one of our amazing interviewees, uh, Sienna Dude from the Art Lab, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Uh, hi there, I'm Sienna. <laughs> awesome. Today we have a jam-packed show. We're going to start with Sports with Dixon, and then we're going to move on to some local news with Max, and then into our interview with Sienna uh, with the Art Lab. After that, we're going to have some Nationals. The good old National Days. After the Nationals, we're going to go into Campus News with Ren, and we're going to do a roundtable uh, about some of the news that's been coming out lately about e-cigarettes and vaping and... Uh, uh, it's not great news, so stick around for that because we're going to be talking all about that later on. Uh, and then we are going to be discussing the weather. And if we have time, we are going to talk a little bit about an interesting piece of gun legislation regarding uh, handguns, but not actual handguns, the kind of handguns you make by pointing finger your finger guns. and holding up your thumb. Yeah. So we got all that and more coming up for you today, but first... Let's hear about some sports, Dixon. What you got? Well, thank you very much. Uh, to start off with last week, it was a very eventful and exciting time for Rams as the volleyball team was able to come away with a 3-0, three and zero, three wins, th- zero losses record in the fight of the four in Fort Worth this weekend. Uh, the biggest win coming in their last game, uh, a 3-0 route against the number 22 ranked Florida State. Now, that's number 22 in the nation. Uh, your CSU volleyball team was able to upset them over at canvas stadium the football team took care of business in the home opener against western illinois securing a 38 to 13 win at home they will go back on the road for saturday's game against arkansas also coming up later tonight we will have csu volleyball right here live on kcsu as nick baker and brian buck bring all the action live from moby arena where csu will host cu in a doubleheader match with the second game coming tomorrow down at csu Lastly, on Friday, CSU soccer team will also be hosting uh, DU here at CSU at 4 p.m. on the soccer field. So a lot of exciting stuff happening with sports. That's so cool that we're having a, a CU versus CSU game. We get to live broadcast that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's going to be very exciting. I'll be in the studio bringing you the game. But, yeah, the classic team of Nick Baker and Brian Buck. Yeah. It's going to be class. It's going to be a good one to listen to. Awesome. Well, if you're looking forward to that game and you got some thoughts about what you'd like us to talk about, you can tell us what they are at 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-5278. Also, check us out on Instagram and YouTube at KCSUFM. Uh, Dixon, did you want to tell us anything about uh, last Saturday's game and how that kind of went? Well, you know what? It was a great, um, I guess, second game after the CU CSU game showdown at uh, Mile High. They played really well in that one, didn't come away with the win. But against Western Illinois, it was evident from like the very first play, we were going to just run the table. We were going to set the tempo. Um, you know, we were up, I believe it was like 28 to 3 at half. Um, and, and really, the entire team looked really good. A few minor things, a couple fumbles. Um, so, ball security is going to be big, I think, going into Arkansas this week. But if CSU is able to kind of continue this momentum, um, I really think they have a good shot at this year of actually getting a probably a better bowl game than a lot of right. people would be expecting. So, what about That'd you? You were at the game as well. So, what yeah, did you think? Yeah, I was at the game, and I got to tell you, I'm not a big football fan, but it is a whole new world when you're winning and the crowd is electrifying and. The heat is <laughs> beaming down on you. But, yeah, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but last year we won against Arkansas, correct? Mm-hmm. So yep. really looking forward to this upcoming game. Um, really looking forward to a good season coming up. So thank you for that, Dixon. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys. I love the energy of a crowd when the team's winning. 
Yeah, I've me never too. Been in one, but I'd love to see. It. <laughs> now, one thing I got to say about CSU fans is we were great for half of the football game, and then everyone left. By the fourth fourth quarter, which I get it, it was a route, but by the fourth quarter, there was just one row around like the first yeah. row of seats, and it was like, come on, guys. Yeah. Those backups need those cheers too, all right? Yeah. <laughs> they need it. The, the mental game, the morale is half the yeah, game. We exactly. got to show our support so they play good. But either way, um, if you can, try to check out all of this issue sports happening this week. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to a break, but then after that, we're going to head off for our interview with Sienna Dute with um, the, the Art, Art Lab. Lab. Yeah, very cool. And then we're going to have Max give you some local news, so don't tune out. Only here on 90.5 KCSU for Collins. And welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Max Hunter, and we are joined in studio by Sienna Dute of the Art Lab. Sienna, say hey. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so, first of all, how are you today? You know, I'm having a great day. How are you doing, Max? I'm doing pretty good. So, <laughs> uh, you work for an organization called the Art Lab. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of background about what the Art Lab is? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the Art Lab is a creative space. Um, it's located in Old Town, Fort Collins. Um, and it's basically just a space that's free for artists to use um, to display their work. Um, we're open to live performers, just creatives of pretty much any type. Art. The events that we have range a lot. Um, it, I, it's just, it's really cool. It's a role that I just recently got into. Um, I work at a local marketing and graphic design agency that's also in Old Town called Toolbox Creative. And um, my bosses, Don Putney and Tom Campbell, um, they opened up the art lab about 10 years ago as a way just to foster the Fort Collins creative community. They're very into the just into the art world. They're both very passionate about creative expression. And so I've, I've been working um, at the marketing agency for a while, but I, they just recently wanted me to take over a role where um, I just help with coordinating things for Art Lab, just um, helping people get their events booked. Um, and yeah, it's been awesome. So I just wanted to come on today and tell everyone a little bit about it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, thank you very much. So can you tell us a little bit about that, uh, going from a marketing uh, collective to an art space? How did those two, how did that transition happen? Because normally one wouldn't necessarily associate those two. Well, um, the agency that I, I work for is uh, very focused on graphic design. Um, we're a creative agency. So um, both of my bosses, Don and Tom, they started out as graphic designers before they decided to get entrepreneurial <laughs> and open up their own um, marketing agency. So um, th they're just naturally artists. That's just what comes to them. That's what they're passionate about. And so... It's um, kind of one, a passion project? Yeah, abs absolutely. Definitely. Um, and it's just... Um, you know, it, they had to put a lot of work into opening it up and building and working on it and stuff, but they've had it for 10 years now. And um, it, it's been cool just, I, yeah, it's been cool watching it just get more and more integrated into the Fort Collins scene. Um, and they just love it. It's, it's fun for them um, when they get a, when they get a visit events, you know, I'm sure they're like, well, none of this could happen if it weren't for us deciding to open this up. So I know that they're really, feeling. yeah, I know they're really proud of it. And 
it's just a good vibe all around. That's awesome. So uh, we've talked a bit about your bosses, but uh, can you tell us about the work that you do for the lab? Yeah, so um, my position is just called the art lab coordinator. And so what I do is it's uh, it's basically like a communications role. I manage all the emails. Um, I help people get booked for their event for the art lab. Um, I, I, I manage the social media accounts. Um, so I, I pretty much manage everything art lab, but it's it's not a very complicated thing to manage. <laughs> like it, I realize maybe I'm making it sound like it's super complicated, but I it's wouldn't a, sell yourself short. It sounds like you're doing a lot of work. Yeah, it, I mean it is, but at the same time, it's um, you know, it's since it's so like just kind of volunteer based, and since it's free for artists to use, um, you know, we just. You know, if we have a show that's going on there, we just tell people, here's our lockbox code, set it all up, get it started, do what you want to do. It's a lot of trust. <laughs> that's super cool, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think it's a, I think that that's a really good vibe. I do think Don and Tom are very trusting of people in the arts community. Um, and I mean, I, I think that they absolutely should be. It's it's just a great, it's a great a community. community. That's yeah. awesome. So let's, let's talk a little bit about those submissions and... You say you you go through them. What does the submission process look like? Really, anyone can submit and have a shot? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, people just basically just reach out to me via email, tell me a little bit about their show, um, you know, maybe send me a couple pictures of their art, and tell me, you know, kind of, ah, I'm aiming for the end of this month, or I want to go on this day. And any day that's open on our calendar is free for anyone to take as long as it's something that we would be interested in supporting as well um awesome so yeah. so you do from time to time uh get submissions you don't take correct it, it does need to be within um within our limits we for example we take um we we take like some type of performances like theatrical performances um but we we can't take like live music performances. We're not like a concert right. venue, gotcha. you know. But um, we we are pretty flexible with the type of stuff. We'll, we have kids clubs, um, you know, photography events, visual artists. Um, so let, just, let's yeah. uh, let's let's be specific. What are some of the coolest events you've had in the past? You know what? The, I think that the event that we had last weekend was awesome. Um, it was called Board Vibes. Um, and <laughs> and it was like um, this one artist, she upcycles, used skateboards, snowboards, surfboards, skis. Um, and, you know, she, she has some other art that she made. But her main theme is just uh, she does like mosaics onto the boards and they Whoa. looked gorgeous it was so interesting yeah, i hadn't that's super cool yeah i hadn't seen somebody I've, I've seen people's paint on skateboards and that's totally awesome but the mosaic it, they were like really shiny and just i don't know i thought it was <laughs> Sounds awesome really pretty, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was super cool if someone wanted to check that out where could they go to see that um board vibes has an instagram it's just board b-o-a-r-d vibes art <laughs> so if you wanted to look them up on instagram um do you have awesome. uh, uh like installations that you guys do at the art lab do you guys have an instagram yeah yeah um we we do let me 
let me, I can pull up some of our social media information and maybe share that at the end if you'd yeah, like. Yeah, yeah that would be, be awesome. great. Okay. Um, in the meantime, uh, what kind of stuff do you have upcoming? Anything you're very excited for? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would say the one that I'm most excited for is, um, it's called our Sketchy Halloween Show. <laughs> um, and it will be going October 10th through October 13th. Um, and basically just a kind of a Halloween vibe. Um, will it be sketching? <laughs> um, I don't think that, I mean, maybe we, we should do that. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I, I figured if it was called the sketchy Halloween show, it was, it was because there was sketching. Well, but... it's, it's showing someone else's. Uh... <laughs> okay. so this is not an interactive well, installment. But I might suggest to them that it could be. A, a lot of the times um, artists do like to, you know, have here's my work and then maybe they'll set up, you know, a little table in the corner with some art supplies and if anyone, you know, gets inspired and wants to sketch something out, yeah. I, I, I might actually bring that up to the artist. I think that that Good could job, be Good Max. Yeah, thanks, hey, Max. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, when, when did you say that was taking place again? Um, it's October 10th through October 13th. Um, so awesome. It's over a weekend, yeah. I think that one will be really cool. There's another one I was looking at that's pretty cool. Um, it's called The World Enders Return. Ooh, and it'll... <laughs> I already like, like that Rick and one. <laughs> no, um, it's... It's kind of like a pop art sort of style. The The cover art that we have for it is like a big um, T-Rex skull, and it's like a really cool pop art style, like a very like visual graphic sort of. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so I, I think that one is going to be good. It's seeming kind of like a... Like a dinosaur, sort of. I love that. I love theme. dinosaur stuff. I love pop art and dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I've I got a few friends who I think would be that. That sounds like it's right up their alley. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, we've also got. Uh, I'm working with CSU Photography right now, trying to book an event. Um, it's in early November, November eighth through tenth. We don't have it finalized yet, but we definitely will. Um, and they're just having a big show showing off some of their photography. That's awesome. Do you guys work with uh, campus organizations very often? We, we do, yeah. Um, we, we work with CSU organizations a lot. We also work with um, other local schools. You know, we'll do shows of, um, like, high schoolers are, you know, their final projects and stuff like that. And we do work with CSU a lot and do a lot of events with CSU as well. That's so cool. So you really are working with the community, supporting the community. Absolutely. Yeah, in every sense of the word. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's, what, um, that's what Don and Tom are so passionate about. It's, it's all about community to them. That's why they started this. That's so cool. So do you, do you personally think that as an art gallery and having artists from around town come in, being a part of that, do you, can you see where it connects the community? Do you think that it you know, has that unifying effect to bring people Abs together? Absolutely. I think with artists, um, just feeling recognized for your work and feeling like you're able to share your work with others is a really big thing. Um, and so being able to share your work with the community, meet other artists within the community, um, you know, that, that makes me think we also have pop-up art carts that we do in Old Town Square on the weekends. Um Ooh. I heard you gasp. I know. That sounds so cute. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Very cute. Um, <laughs> super cute. It, For yeah. lack of a better word. I haven't seen it, but cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just they're just little small carts, um, and that's a big 
that's a big community. Um, they, they've got a Facebook group that it's mostly like operated out of, but a lot of the, the art cardists know each other. <laughs> and, yeah, and I think that one's a really cool um, community that's also like part of Art Lab, but doesn't actually take place in Art Lab. But we also, you know, help facilitate all of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So in a in a you know, a year or two, do you think you could really um, use that community you've built to do some, like, cool art projects? Has that ever been a, a thing on the table? Absolutely. Um, th- definitely. That's something that I would be interested in. Um, I'm excited to see... I'm excited to see where I can take this with Art Lab. Um, since I'm, I majored in marketing at CSU, since I've taken over Art Lab, I've been working a lot on promoting it. Um, I've, I, you know, I've only been working for Art Lab for a couple weeks, but I do see that hopefully I can use my knowledge about marketing and social media and promoting and that kind of stuff just to get Art Lab even more out there. We're a big part of the community already, but I'd like to be even bigger. That's uh, actually a really uh, a really cool topic that I, I realized we hadn't touched on. So yeah, you just graduated from CSU. Yes. And you're, um, <laughs> you're, you're doing this pretty big job for a, a gallery. Can you talk about a little bit about that process for you? Because I know that mo- a lot of our listeners are students and they all you know, want to find jobs in their field of choice. And it seems like you kind of nailed it here. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about my job. Um, I I mean, what I would say is I didn't settle for taking a job that I knew that I wouldn't be passionate about. Um, when I met Don and Tom and started interning for them um, the semester before I graduated, interning at the marketing agency, um, that's that job just felt so right, and I was like, this is somewhere that I can really see myself. Um, and you know, then after I graduated, they offered for me to stay and they expanded me into also working for art lab now. Um, but I just, I, I just told myself, you know, I know I can find something that I'm really passionate about and I think everybody absolutely can. Right on. So if you had one piece of advice to give to students listening, would it be follow your passions? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Sienna. We really appreciate having you here. Well, thank you so much. It's so exciting for me to get to talk about Art Lab. Um, I'm really excited about it, and so I really appreciate getting to be here as well. We can tell you're excited about it. Would you want (laughs) to talk about, now that we're coming to a close, tell us what those socials were so we could check it out if we wanted to? Yes. Um, I mean, if you search Art Lab Fort Collins, um, we'll come up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're most active on Facebook and Instagram. Gotcha. Um, just called Art Lab Fort Collins on Facebook. I think the little, let's see, the at is just at Art Lab FC. And then same on Instagram, just at Art Lab FC. Awesome. So if any if listeners are interested in seeing some of the work that they show at the Art Lab, that would be at Art Lab FC on Instagram or the Art Lab Fort Collins on Facebook. Absolutely. It's a great way to stay stay up to date with our events that are coming up. Yeah, well, Wonderful. thank you so much for coming in again. It was so great to have you in the studio. Sorry, I couldn't think of a word right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much as well. I really appreciate yeah. it. It was really interesting to learn about But make sure you guys stay tuned because right after this, we're going to have some local news with Max. And then after that, we're going to have a roundtable about some deaths caused by vaping. You don't want to miss it. Only here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. 
And we're going to start off this segment with Max giving us a little bit of local news. And then after that, we're going to have a roundtable about deaths caused by vaping. But Max, do you want to kick it off with some local news? Absolutely. Hello, my name is Maximus Hunter, and this is your local news on the Rocky Mountain Review. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. The renovations to the Halligan Dam have a new cost update. The Halligan Supply Project began in 2006 as an effort to repair the dam and build it up by 25 feet. By adding 25 feet, the dam will be able to hold 18, or sorry, 8,100 acre feet more water. The project is estimated to be completed by 2026. The Halligan Dam is still the most cost-effective way to provide water to Fort Collins by about seven times the cost. The dam is located about 25 miles from the city on the north fork of the Poudre River. The Halligan Supply Project does not raise utility costs and is paid for rather by using development fees. To date, about $19 million has been spent on research and environmental studies for the project. The project has not yet begun. After the latest update, the projected final cost for the project will be somewhere between $100 and $150 million, with current estimates at $120 million. Fort Collins City Council members will be holding public listening sessions during the second half of September. On September 20th, Councilwoman Julie Pignataro will be hosting a session from 9.30 to 10.30 a.m. at Genoa Coffee on 2614 South Timberline Road, number 101. On September 21st, Pro Tem Mayor Kristen Steffens will be holding a listening session that's family-friendly. The session will be from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the Large Community Room in the Harmony Library on 4616 South Shield Street. Councilman Ross Cuniff will be in the Sand Lily Room at the Senior Center at 1200 Rain Tree Drive. He'll be hosting his listening session from 10 to 11 a.m. Finally, Councilwoman Susan Gutowski will have a listening session from 9 to 10 a.m. on the 28th. This will be held in Eagle Room 3 of the North Side Aztlan Community Center at 112 East Willow Street. It's almost the spookiest non-Halloween day of the year that isn't actually every year, Friday the 13th. For those souls brave enough to celebrate, there are a few tattoo shops in Fort Collins getting in on the fun with special deals. Here's a list of all the shops doing a Friday the 13th event. Black Atlas Tattoo will be holding a flash sheet event. Small Mountain Tattoo will be doing custom designs. Story of My Life Tattoo will be holding an event. Self-Inflicted Tattoo will be doing custom designs up to the size of a baseball. Down the Moon Tattoo will be holding a Friday the 13th event from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Under the Bridge Tattoo will be holding an event as well. Sacred Practices event will go from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. and then start back up at 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Tattoo Royale will also be doing an event from 11 a.m. to midnight, and Solstice Tattoo will have their event from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. using flash sheets. To learn more, you can check each of these tattoo shops out at their individual websites. Many of these events are done on a first-come, first-served basis, and the pricing will vary depending on the store. Fort Collins Irish Elementary School is attempting to change their name, according to Coloradoans Kelly Reagan. The principal of Irish, Lindsay Walton, has petitioned to the Poudre School County Board to have the elementary school renamed Irish Elementary Escuela Bilingüe. The new name would reflect the school's emphasis on its bilingual Spanish-speaking program, which has been in place since 2004, adding a new Spanish-speaking grade every year and completing the program in 2010 with the entire school being on a bilingual Spanish-speaking program. And that is all for your local news for Thursday, September 12th, 2019. 
My name is Maximus Hunter, and you are listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. Ooh, this tattoo sound interesting. I think I'm going to get one, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, Any yeah. ideas on what you're going to get? I kind of want to see if I can get one of the uh, the custom baseball size ones. Cause I know, that's big. That's a, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> that's a hefty tattoo. Uh, otherwise, I don't know, some of those flash sheets looked pretty cool. Yeah. What are flash sheets? Just out of curiosity. Uh, a flash sheet is, I'm glad you asked actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's a sheet where a tattoo artist will draw 10 to 20 small tattoos oh, and you that get you can to get for the one? same price and you get to choose one. Exactly. Okay. It's not uh, custom tattoos, but you, you do get to pick your favorite from the your flash favorite sheet. Your favorite out of the three. And That's so, or yeah. not three, but whatever, or, yeah. Whatever yeah. number it is. I don't know why I said three. It's usually, usually around 10 to 20. Um, right. Some artists will only do uh, one tattoo of each tattoo on the flash sheet. So once it's gone, it's gone. And some right. artists will, you know, if there's a really popular one, they'll do multiple of that one. That's really cool. Yeah, that's cool that the um, tattoo shops are doing that. And that's probably really good for their business and really good for college kids who well, yeah, can't who afford can't tattoos on a regular basis pay, you know hundreds of dollars and it's it's great for getting their names out there yeah uh, i know last year it was so popular that many of the shops that did it last year aren't doing it this year because they couldn't handle the volume i could imagine that so, yeah uh, we'll see how it goes this year i know i will be getting up nice and early to get one <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's really cool though i personally will be going to a haunted house on friday the 13th 13th floor? crying. Yeah, 13th floor in Denver. Ooh, do you have your ticket yet? I do. Blackout or normal? Uh, just normal. All right. right. On. Well, sad to cut the Friday the 13th talk off because I could talk all day about all things spooky. But clearly. Clearly, I know. Let's talk about <laughs> some real life spookiness, huh? Yeah. So there's actually, a, this is the sixth vaping related death in america it was reported on tuesday yeah yeah which was reported on tuesday and it was in kansas and it's a 50 year old woman um and we just wanted to talk about it because uh it's real life scary news it's yeah. important um it's i i vape i will be perfectly transparent about that i uh, i vape and uh this news scares me <laughs> well uh part of the issue with uh the vaping thing is this is giving anti-vapers to i don't really know what to call them a uh, platform to really uh build their foundation off of if that makes sense to well, say like hey like all these people are dying because of vaping and while that is a legitimate concern that a lot of people have a lot of uh health departments and health organizations are saying well yeah but there's a lot of factors leading into these deaths um like so for example the woman the 50 year old woman um it was stated that she had a lot of health issues. Now, vaping probably didn't help those health issues, but... Um, it, it does say that she her symptoms got much, much worse right. as soon as she started vaping, which um, it does actually seem kind of unusual for these cases. Um, there's been a lot of reported uh, sickness in uh, mostly young men, ages 19 to 25, but the uh, reported deaths out of the six so far, I believe uh, only three of them, the uh, victims have been identified. And of those uh, three victims, all of them are older, okay, above the age of 30 at least. Yeah, that is pretty interesting that it's that continued pattern. Well, and, you know, uh, there's definitely, I don't think very many people thought that vaping was, was healthy in the first place. Right, Probably, right. You know, healthier than cigarettes maybe. But uh, it, maybe there is there is cause for people to say hey you know take a second look yeah take a second look but do you want to talk a little bit more about some of those factors that makes it a little 
less clear why uh less clear that vaping is the cause of these deaths um so what uh doctors were saying was that uh last week the extremely uh high levels of chemical vitamin e acetate were found in nearly all cannabis containing vaping products so that was another part of it is that some of these people who were uh killed due to vaping had other um ingredients in their so vapes. so were they vaping uh nicotine or thc so it sounds like both of that sorry it's a give and take between some of them some of them it sounds like from what i read personally uh some people were buying thc pods off of maybe not so safe sites um and that's kind of sketchy wherever you go yeah that's true um some people were buying nicotine with thc in it um so it sounds like a lot of these were linked to THC in their pods, not necessarily the nicotine. Interesting. Um, so this is the vitamin, and this is straight off of CNN's health um, site about it. The vitamin E acetate is now a key focus of the state's inv investigation into the illness. So they're really focusing on that THC that wasn't really bought um, legally. <laughs> Interesting. In a lot of cases. So... Um... It may not be the, the nicotine vapes that are causing this. Right. And, and I know uh, I read the, the New York Times after the third death, uh, my, my dad, who was concerned for my safety, uh, linked me into a few articles. And that was where I learned that um, the FDA isn't actually looking as much into nicotine vapes as they are uh, these prepackaged THC vapes, some which are sold legally, some which are sold illegally. Right. But uh, a lot of the concern right now is that the chemicals found in those tend to, um, they leave, it's, it's not like smoking where they, right. they can burn your lungs and leave tar. It's more that they leave kind of a, a fatty residue. Oh, interesting. Um, which can basically cause, cause respiratory failure. Um, I was reading about a case about a, uh, 19 year old boy, uh, I believe this happened in the last month, uh, was hospitalized and, put onto breathing machines and uh, he ended up surviving and being okay, but he does have 25% decreased lung capacity Oh goodness! because of the, the compounds in these vapes filling up in his lungs and crystallizing basically. Right. So it's, um, it's different than smoking and it's, it seems to be very dangerous and it seems to be very unknown yeah. right now, which is kind of, why I think these deaths have been such a big news because we yeah. know so little about what is in these vapes and also just what these people were vaping because there's yeah. so many options. Yeah. So uh, this article also has a link to the American Lung Association and they directly warned that e-cigarettes are not safe and can cause irreversible lung damage and disease. Do, do you think that was probably their stance already though before this happened? I'm not sure. Well, probably actually. <laughs> they yeah. probably say that about everything you inhale Don't into inhale your body. Yeah. <laughs> um, but however, this was said on Tuesday, so right after, the, right after, right the, after the death, the uh, death, they came out with this statement. So that's a little telling. They're saying like, "Hey, listen, like well, this the, isn't like a joke. This isn't like no, it's a serious. coincidence the that she right. uh, the president is working on drafting an executive order to ban all non-tobacco flavored e-cigarettes." Yeah. Which um, may may assist in this, uh, 
as far as the the research goes, there's not a ton of direct causation of tobacco of uh, e-cigarettes being the main cause of this, nor uh, flavored ones. But it is worth noting that the uh, FDA did find a link between uh, flavored e-cigarettes and uh, underage people vaping. Last yeah. Year. Because um, it helped. tastes better, yeah. Tastes better. Probably helped inform the president's decision a little bit there. Yeah, and that uh, vitamin E acetate that I was talking about earlier in THC is also commonly in a lot of flavored vapes. So it says specifically it's in like candy flavored vapes. So like the good ones. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we should be calling any of them the good ones. The good ones. Uh, I, you know, I do um, it. I can't condone it, obviously, especially not with all this news. Yeah. Um, but, um, I think that's probably enough of that. That's uh, <laughs> not the, not the, the happiest topic in the world, but it is important. We, you know, we want, hope people stay safe. If you do choose to vape, try to know what it is you're vaping. Right. Don't buy it off of the internet. No, do you know? Do your research. Uh, if you choose to uh, vape nicotine, if you choose to vape THC, try to become familiar with what's going on and the chemicals that could potentially be dangerous. Because uh, health is no joke. Yeah, definitely not. Well, before we go on break, we're gonna gonna give you a little bit of news about what today is. Oh, awesome! Yeah, let's hear it. What is today? So today. Is September 12th, which yes, is cool is. enough as it's on its own the day before Friday the 13th. We're going to kick it back to that because I love spooky things. All right. So September 12th is kicking it back to your childhood once again with National Video Game Day and National Chocolate Milk Day. Both of these days attempt to remind you to relax and enjoy the finer parts of life, like a cool glass of chocolate milk or your favorite video game. I haven't celebrated many of these, but I think I'm going to celebrate that one. <laughs> I mean, I'm lactose intolerant, so it might not be uh, celebrating. Soy milk? I guess I could. There is. I honestly, I love soy milk. There is chocolate soy milk. It's tasty. You can buy it pre-made, which is true of any milk. But <laughs> so, what else is happening today? So the second Thursday in September is National School Picture Day. This national day reminds me that to this day I still have yet to take one good school picture. Maybe you have better luck, or maybe you don't, but at least there's a national day to remind you to take them. I, I, isn't it, like, mandatory? I mean, not in college. I guess that's true. After you take your ID photo, you're like, done. It's great. I have blonde hair in my ID photo. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's mandatory for uh, grade schoolers, mandatory for high schoolers, and I guess it depends on what grade school and high school you go to. But... That would be fun, taking school pictures as an adult. I don't think just that would be fun after at all. No. You just like you, you dress all fancy and you look all sad and you have someone make you make a bunch of goofy poses in like a meadow. For We're going to veto that right now. I don't okay. like that. Do you mind if I ta take this next one? Yeah, sure. So across the nation, September 12th is also recognized as Report Medicare Fraud Day. September 12th represents the National Report Medicare Fraud because or Day because Medicare fraud affects us all. 10% of all Medicare funds are lost due to fraud. According to the calendar, the government spends $650 billion a year on Medicare and $65 billion a year is lost to fraud. This day encourages you to report any and all Medicare fraud you're aware of. And like we were saying earlier, health is no joke. So, right. uh, you know, if this was the, uh, the call out you needed, if you know someone <laughs> or if you yourself are committing Medicare fraud, uh, do the responsible thing on National Medicare Fraud Day. And let's help uh, the people who really need Medicare. 
Yeah. So speaking of encouraging people, uh, today is also National Encouragement Day. You can observe this day by offering encouragement to a friend or a loved one who may need it or to anyone you wish just because. Ren, you're doing amazing. I really appreciate Aww, the job you've done thank you. on 90.5 KCSU, especially in the Rocky Mountain Review and as the weather channel person Ooh. for CTV. <laughs> uh, check it out. You've been doing an amazing job, so uh, I hope you feel encouraged. Wow, I wasn't expecting this, but Max, you're doing amazing too. Oh, thanks. Couldn't do this job without you. Uh, we're getting emotional, getting so we're emotional. probably going to have to take a break but so we can But before we cry. take that break, if, uh, if you want to encourage us or report some Medicare fraud, <laughs> you can send us a text at 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-KCSU and give us some encouragement. Or if you want to encourage anyone else, we do have an Instagram uh, that's KCSU FM or a YouTube page, KCSU FM. Uh, give them a little love for National Encouragement Day. Yeah, so uh, make sure you guys tune in because after this, we're going to have me give you some campus news. And then after that, we're going to have a short, short roundtable about some finger guns that you may not know the laws about. And then after that, Max is going to hit you with the weather. So stay tuned. Only here on the Rocky Mountain Review. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm your host, Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter, and we've got a really special treat that we were really even planning on. Treat. Uh, we have a guest. Do you mind introducing yourself? Uh, sure, yeah. I'm back. Back from the post-grad life. Back from the dead. Uh, it's... Former reporter Katie Otter here. Oh my gosh! We're so happy to have you here, Katie. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Yeah, we saw her walking by and we were like, oh. We got a snag My her. goodness. And you did. We here did. I am. We've we missed did. you. Oh, I've missed being in here, doing the, the news with you guys and yeah. being same around old, KCSU. Different different news reporters, same old newsroom, same old, uh, same old equipment, same old good newsroom musk. Gotta love that <laughs> musk. It's what I've missed the most. Honestly, it's <laughs> the musk. We should bottle it. Yeah, <laughs> sell it on our merch store. So, <laughs> Musk um, merch. We're gonna we're gonna do a little roundtable in a second, and we're gonna have Katie join mm -hmm. us for that since we're lucky enough to have her here. But first, Ren's gonna give us some campus news. Some campus news. All right. So Grammy award-winning rapper Jay Rock will soon be making a, making an appearance on Colorado State University's campus. The rapper will be visiting the school on Sunday, the twenty-second of September, in the grand grand ballroom of the Lori Student Center. Doors for the event will open at 5.30 p.m. And the event is put on by Ram Events. And in recent years, it has brought the likes of Lee Bryce, The Head in the Heart, and Janae Aiko to campus. However, last year, the Ram Fest concert was unexpectedly canceled. This year, J-Rock is set to perform, and all tickets are general admission. And if you're interested in purchasing tickets, you can visit, C you can visit tickets.com. J-Rock. J-Rock. <laughs> That's pretty cool um a new director for financial aid at csu has been named john donnelly has worked at colorado state as interim director since february and has been with the financial aid office since 2012 but as of august 1st he was named the new director for colorado state university's office of financial aid as director donnelly oversees oversees his responsibility for the distribution disbursement of more than $350 million in financial aid funds for more than 26,000 CSU students each year. Don Lee said recently, I look forward to working with our on and off campus students to advance equity and access and to affirm our commitment to student success. 
I'm also excited to educate the campus community on financial aid programs and current issues that impact our students, as well as collaborating with campus partners to enhance the student experiment experience. In other news, four students on CSU's campus have sparked controversy when a picture of them circulated, de circulated depicting them in what appears to be blackface. The picture showed the students, some with their arms crossed over their chest, with an overlaid text that said Wakanda forever, which was a re reference to the popular Black Panther film. Following the, pictures, following the picture spread, late Tuesday night, newly appointed CSU President Joyce McConnell sent students and staff to the st at the school addressing the incident. The letter stated, we know that images like this one, whether consciously racist or not, can, per can perpetuate deliberate racism and create a climate that feels deeply hostile. We also affirm that personal social media accounts are not under our jurisdiction. Our community members, students, faculty, and staff can generally post whatever they wish to post on their personal online accounts in accordance with their First Amendment rights. McConnell's email went on to say that while the image runs counter to CSU's principles of community, it does not violate any university rules and involved students won't be punished. Some students felt that Joyce McConnell's email didn't address the situation and took to social media to express this. Others took on a more uh, physical approach and wrote on the Lori Student Center Plaza in chalk phrases like, CSU admins condone blackface and admins stop protecting racists. We'll keep you informed with any information and we'll get you a more deeply involved story next Tuesday night. But for now, I'm Ren Wadsworth and that was your campus news. Thanks, Ren. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking about that, you said Tuesday? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Next Thursday, we'll have a bigger story. We'll have some interviews and we'll run a big story on CTV and a big story will be released in uh, the Collegians uh, issue. Good stuff. That week I know too. you've been working really hard on researching that one so thank you yeah that's absolutely important. but we've got a little round tail kind of that's gonna be a quick one but um apparently and i i'm still shocked to hear this yeah but a uh, a man in pennsylvania has been sentenced to disorderly conduct for making a handgun gesture with his hand at his mm -hmm. neighbor yeah um so this actually happened in 2018 he made a finger gun uh, gesture towards his neighbor who they've said they've had some bad blood um, but the court said that it's unlawful essentially to, uh, to actually a court in, yeah a court in Pennsylvania have held a ruling saying it's a crime to make a gun like gesture with your hand um, I don't I, I don't know how I feel or think about this when you first told me that the round table was going to be about finger guns, I thought it was going to be about how tacky they are, you when know, you when like, you're like, like hey, hey, see you yeah. later. Hey. But, but no, that can get you arrested now. Uh, Apparently like, so. My, I guess the only the thought that comes to mind is like, come on. Yeah. Like, really? Really? I'm, I'm amazed the court upheld it after I his appeal. I guess it's like intent to harm was there. I mean, I guess we weren't there, so we didn't see it happen. And right. We didn't see in, in How what threatening can you really make contest? finger guns, I don't know, though? Maybe he was a threatening looking guy. Like, I don't know. Really big fingers. <laughs> really huge fingers. No, I don't know. I, was there any, like, verbal altercation? It's, it sounds like they don't have a good history, but... Um, I, I feel like that's not a good enough reason. Well, I mean, it, it looks like the conviction like, was for the finger guns. I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking that one... Uh, never mind. I was going to bring up a reference from the movie Pineapple Express. <laughs> but never mind. I won't get into it right now. But I just think it's a little... 
a little much. A little much. ridiculous, mm-hmm. yeah. if you ask me. Uh, you can't get in trouble for flipping somebody off, can you? I don't think so. What would your defense be if you were arrested for pointing a finger gun at someone? I would probably just be like, come on, man, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, really? I'd kind of like yeah. it. I mean, You'd that's, like kind, of a, getting that's arrested? kind of a cool arrest. Uh, I, don't I don't know, know if I agree with that. I don't that know if getting arrested is cool at all. If you're getting, if you're gonna get arrested, I mean, <laughs> might as well earn it. Might as well. I don't know. I mean, earn I it. Oh no. If I were to get arrested, I would want it to be in some sort of like political protest. Oh, that's oh, true. That's better. That's better. Yeah. Never mind. Get I take mine back. <laughs> too hard. Just playing music too loud. You yeah. know, being yeah, too I cool just, of a kid. I think that's ridiculous. And I think that's ridiculous. The too. people in that Pennsylvania town. Uh, have their priorities out of whack. They definitely yeah. do. I'm sure that uh, the gentleman who was arrested for this is pretty peeved. <laughs> yeah. I would be angry. I would leave the state. Probably. I would move away. He should. Oh, I guess I, well, I guess now that he's, uh, <laughs> he that he's been convicted of he disorderly conduct, he can't, yeah. Well, wow. what do you think? Do you think this is legitimate? Do you think he had they had reason to convict him of this? Or do you think this isn't a big deal? Maybe um, if he was pointing a real gun. Maybe. I don't know. Let's Yeah, uh, yeah if, let us know what you think at 970-491-5278. Once again, that's 970-491-5278. We're going to shoot us a text for, because uh, I would love to hear. Yeah, I would love to hear what this. you think about that. Yeah. Um, let's put the finger guns to rest however okay we've got, i'll holster them i'll holster, them. holster your holster finger your guns, guns. Click, 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 we've got click. the most important part of the night oh, it, oh. is it what i think it oh, is? It is oh what it, you is. Think oh, it is oh it is we're gonna need your help guys. bringing it in we need a drum Woo! roll Ooh. it's time for weather Temperatures are starting off with 80 degrees on Friday, and going into the heat weekend, the heat won't stop. It just keeps coming down like rain, but there is no rain. It's just heat. It's going to be 85 <laughs> on Saturday with a high... Uh, you must be kidding. A I'm high. Not, you're, you're serious. I'm serious. Oh, my. A high of 87 on Sunday to finish off the weekend. So pack up those coats, folks, because you don't need them. Get your t-shirts and your shorts and your snow cones. Uh... Because kicking off next week, it's going to be a high of 88, so those snow cones are going to melt real fast. (laughs) Letting us know that summer isn't going anywhere soon, even two weeks into September. Then for Tuesday, I don't have to tell you that until next week's show. Gonna have to wait. Tune into the Rocky Mountain Review next Tuesday if you want to know more about the weather. The weather. And some other cool stuff. So if you're wondering why Max was asking me questions about the weather, I actually write all the weather segments. I, I, I don't look at them before I present them. I oh, just no, do. It's, he just <laughs> does it on the spot. I could write anything, and he'd don't, have to say don't it. Don't write anything. Anchorman on him. Yeah. Ooh. Don't oh, do my. that. Well, it is now the saddest part of the night following the best part of the night. We have to say goodbye to San Diego? <laughs> because it is now the end of our show. Oh, I know. I've had such a fun time today. Me too. Thanks for uh, having me on, you guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming, coming on, on, Katie. We're so it glad that you dropped by. It's an honor. Yeah. So, as tradition is, we want to say a couple thanks before we let you guys go. So, of course, we have to say thanks to Damien Castile. He made the incredible music you heard throughout the show. And are listening to right and now. And are listening to right now. Uh, we'd really like to thank Sienna Dute of the Art Lab. 
Uh, thank you so much for coming in. It's such short, short notice. We really appreciate having you here. You were wonderful. We'd like to thank Katie Otter once again for coming in on such short notice for a fun little round or, table. Or no notice. Yeah, thank that you. was super cool. Yeah. Um, we'd like to thank, uh, let's see, we got some more people. We'd like to thank Dixon Lawson yeah. for his wonderful sports coverage and for just being the kind of fun person he is. He's always great to have. Yeah, we'd like, we'd like to thank Hannah Copeland, who's our uh, director, our boss. She yeah. lets us come in here and do everything. Yeah, and helps us do so. We'd like to also thank Julia Badalese and Isaiah Reyes mm-hmm. for uh, just being awesome. Yeah, and I'd like to thank you, Max. I'd like to thank you, Ren. Aww. You, you're wonderful. I already I already gave you your appreciation I know. for the holiday, but I'll give you some more. You're wonderful. I'd, I'd like to thank you that. both collectively for Aww. keeping the Rocky Mountain Review going. You guys are doing a great job. That's the thank plan. You. Thank you so much. Happy like to, to see it in your guys' hands. Oh, that's nice to hear. And we'd like to thank you, listeners. We couldn't, couldn't do, do it without, without you. you. Catch us next time on Tuesday at 4 on the Rocky Mountain Review.